we, I want to want you to, this has been a tough week. Thank God for our elders that were touching people and praying on Sunday because we've had a tough week at Christ Temple North, but the folks, are, they're getting through it. They're getting through it. Last week, we talked about the accuser. And I want you really to stay with me and get this. We talked about the accuser. Now, Satan, we call him the accusers. That's a spirit. That is a spirit. And sometimes he uses other people to accuse us and to get us confused and cause chaos in our lives. And we think that God is doing something that God is not doing. Are y'all with me? And so what we want to make sure that, and then sometimes you accuse yourself of some things that's really not in your own doing. Does that make sense? And so we want to talk about, I really want you to get this because there's too many Christians locked with this accused thing. They're locked in there because they don't get an understanding of, hey, some things is just life. Ain't got nothing to do with God and ain't nothing you've done wrong. It's just life. But then there's some things that has something to do with us because of the decisions we make. But we got to quit blaming God for everything. It's just like now I'm about tired of people blaming God for the weather and all that's going on. Local, what was it called? Global warning. They talked about it in the 70s. We used to keep shooting stuff up in the air and all this stuff we're doing. Man is destroying what God put here. Right? right? God is not destroying that. We are destroying those things. So we're going to quit this accusing thing. Let's get it right. And our comment, I wanted the commentary first. Blaming God is, is, is a common response. We want to blame God for everything. You see, one of the things that it, it, for me, now hear me, get up here with me. You know, I hear sometimes that poor, I'll just do it this way. I went to a place, a sermon, uh, excuse me, a funeral where someone was having it. And the preacher done a great job. And I said, you've done a good job. He said, Pastor. That was tough because I didn't know where that brother was with. And so he, he, you know, what he was saying is he didn't know, but he's doing it for the family. I don't do that if, if you're, you know, unless because you, you get somebody all shot up out in the streets and you're trying to make them get in heaven. That don't work that way, you see. And so he was trying to do this and he, he was, he said it was tough. Okay. But families will accuse God for something somebody else had no business being. Some place nobody else had no business being, right? So I told you about me, you know. Uh, I, I was going from Lawrence, from the turnpike, okay? And I, had, I was in my vet at the time. I'm going to tell the story again. And I was going about 145, 150, someplace in there. And, and uh, well, that's what you have bet, vets for. And I'm flying, and you're on them pedal And here's what happened is, now, we know it wasn't me. It wasn't my flesh. But the Spirit said to me, okay, you need to slow down. You have a responsibility of a family and a church. Now, that wasn't the devil telling me that. Uh, And that wasn't my flesh telling me that. My flesh was saying, how would it feel to go 160? (laughs) Right? And the devil would have liked for me to keep going that. And because I have had no discipline at that particular time, I gave the vet to Isaac, who has the discipline. So if something would have happened, me going 145 miles an hour, 
and Ned came in here, somebody would have been saying, well, God called Pastor Fields on home. No. No. Pastor Fields driving 145, 150 miles an hour in the vet had nothing to do with God. Are right. oh, y'all with me? So we can't blame, quit blaming God for everything. Some things are just life. So here we're going to get this lesson today. Here we go. Again, blaming God is a common response when life doesn't go our way. When it doesn't go our way, we blame God on it. I, God didn't want me to pass this test. Didn't study. <laughs> are you with me? All right. Since God is supposedly in control of everything, the thinking goes, he could have stopped what happened. God could have stopped me from marrying this person. It got real quiet up in here, right? <laughs> you see, God could have stopped me from, yes, God could have stopped me from quitting my job. Are y'all with me? Okay. God could have stopped me from my addiction. That's called an accuser, right. okay? He could have changed the situation to benefit me. Yeah, he could have changed the situation to benefit me. You see, that policeman that could have stopped me on the turnpike, 145, 150, God could have changed I'm a good guy. He could have gave me another chance. Y'all with me? Oh, y'all with me, all right? He okay. could have averted the calamity. Yes, he could. Yeah. Really? Come on. Since he did not, he is to blame. So God's to blame. So we are blaming God for stuff that God has no... He ain't even in that. Right. He's not even dealing with it. We need to quit that. Okay? Earthly trouble is a reminder that sin has terrible consequences. And some of the things are sin, and we are suffering the consequences. Now here, you can pick, do what you want to do, but you don't get to pick the consequences. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, now I'm going to say this again. You can do what you want to do, but you don't get to pick the consequences. Right. Gentlemen, men, you don't have to go get a physical checkup. That's right. That's right. Yeah, but when that thing sneaks up on you, then don't be blaming God. Do you all know that? I'll just use me since my shoulders can handle it. My wife told me to go get a physical. I did not go get a physical. I'm fit. I'm running around and all that. She told me twice. Two years, okay? Do you know how much cancer can grow in two years? So when I went, the cancer had already grown, and they always say, you should have came in sooner. That's right. So who's, who was that? Was that God or my wife? That was you. That's me. All right? Okay. You don't get, to, listen to me. You don't get Choose the consequences. You need to think about that. My mother used to tell me all the time, she'd tell all the kids that, you got by, but you didn't get away. Come here. Right. You're that met. Do you understand what I'm saying? Here we go. Earthly trouble is a reminder that sin has terrible consequences. And sin has terrible consequences. And a lot of times, us, as people, have put the sin in our life and the consequences come, then we're blaming him. You see? So before we blame God for a crisis, we must examine our own lives and be honest about choices that could have led to it. Right. 
is what we're going to do. Whatever's going on in your life right now that you think God's in, you may want to examine your own life right. and make sure that you're not the problem. Right. You understand? God is not destroying the world. Man is destroying the world. God created a beautiful world for us. We're destroying the world. Does that make sense? I look at these poor deer and these animals now, they're in the streets and every place else because every, part, every place you look, they're building something. They're running them out in the streets, oh, this and that, you know. It doesn't make sense to me. We need another shopping center and the old ones are closing up. And so they go someplace and tear up the land and put concrete there and the animals have no place to go and so they're all running around in the streets. Do you understand? And you ought to watch the news. You even see those bears now. Bears is in people's swimming pools and everything else. Well, that's on us. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, right? Yes. Right. Well, come on here. I only want the people to say amen that really mean this. I'll say it about me. If you come into my house and think you're going to change things in there, you're in big trouble. For real. I got weapons. For real. So why wouldn't you think the animals would be the same thing? Right. You win and we go over there and we destroy what they got. And so they say, okay, since you want to be on our turf, we're coming on your turf. That's right. Does that make sense? It's just common sense. Okay. So here we go. All right. So from Ecclesiastes chapter nine, verse 11, I'm going to read the voice and then the message. Re now let's repeat after me. Time and chance. Time and chance. Happen to all men. Happen to all men. Even me. Even me. Here we go. He said, I turned and witnessed something else under the sun. Mm -hmm. The race does not always go to the swift. The, he's talking about, let's talk track, because I'm a track coach. The race is not always given to the swift. Uh, there is a, a young lady that was an incredible hurdler called Lolo Jones. She was one of the best hurdlers in the world, and she had made it to the Olympics. So to get to the Olympics, you know you have to win the national championship in America. And I was, because you know, I'm an Olympic guy, I'm watching it, and she was rolling. She was, she, no way in the world, she, she was going to be champion. She was going to get the go. She was going to be the Olympic champion the next to the last hurdle she hit and fell down. She was the swiftest. But that last hurdle. There's been many other races that, uh, that I have seen where the fastest guy or the fastest uh, young lady came out race and they all ready to go and they know that they're going to deal with it, fall started. Out. So it's not always given to who? The Swift. The Swift. Never always given to the Swift. And he looked at that and he said, this wise man, he said, it's not always given to the Swift. You see, have you, let's just do something else. Have you ever seen somebody that went up the ladder real fast? and then got up to the ladder, and then they started laying off people at that level? You see? Are y'all with me? All right. Are we learning something? All right. The battle is not always won by the strong. And the battle is not always won by the strong. All right. I remember, because we don't, we don't talk, most of you all have no sports in here. I remember when Mike Tyson was fighting, I can't think of the young man, his mother had passed away. Buster Douglas. Buster Douglas. Now, everything ain't race, but some things is race, right? You never fight a black man when he done lost his mama. That's right. 
Period. <laughs> Y'all, come on, bro. Come on, men. Come on here. Yeah, you. In, first of all, I'd have, I said, no, no. We're going to let him get himself together. There were, the odds was incredible. The, the fight wasn't even big enough for America. They had it in Japan, wasn't it? Japan. And guess what? Mike got knocked out. You see? Was Mike the strongest? Yes. Was he the heavyweight champion of the world? Yes. Did he get knocked out? Yes. It's not always given to the strong. It's not always given to the strong. You see, even the strong can fall. All right? Are you with me? He said, bread does not always fill the table of the wise. And there's a whole bunch of wise folk that's empty. Keep going, please. Wealth does not always accrue to the skillful. That's right. There's a whole lot of skillful people that does not have what? Skills. Wealth. Come on, let's go. And favor is not always granted to the knowledgeable. There's a whole bunch of knowledgeable people that does not live in God's favor. A lot of them. Because, see, let me tell you what knowledge, let me use this again. A lot of people have knowledge, but my mother used to call some of them educated fools. That's right. Oh, yeah, and y'all know some of them probably. That's right. Just don't be one. There's a whole lot of knowledgeable people that are ignorant to life. That's right. That's right. Are you with me? Yeah. All right. But again, time and misfortune happen to them all. So let me tell you something. Time and misfortune can happen to anybody. That's right. Listen, it ain't about, it, God didn't do that. Sometimes it's just misfortune. It's life. People sit around sometimes, and, and, and we'll go over this, and something happens. Do you think when an airplane crashes and hundreds of people die, God it? No. Sometimes they fall out of the air. You see? How do you figure that all these cars are out here and somebody's not going to run into anybody? Right. Ain't got nothing to do with God. Nope. It's that we have time. It's just time, what? And misfortune. And it happens to everybody. You see, and if we're not careful, we start blaming God. Why did this person run into me? I guess God's trying to tell me, no, it ain't. It's people driving. Right? You see? There's some, let's go, because you all are, you all are um, chief fans mostly in here. That's right, most of us. You all probably don't remember when Tom Brady was playing the Chiefs in the playoff game and someone, a referee called a penalty on a guy that hit him on the shoulder because you know you can't touch him. If they don't call that penalty, who goes to the Super Bowl? Chiefs. Time and chance. Bad call. Bad call. Bad, bad call, right? You've been playing linebacker, brother DJ, from Park Warner football. The fourth down, the third step, what it is. You all remember? If he doesn't jump across, he lined up wrong. Guess what happened? 
Chiefs didn't go to what? Super Bowl. Super Bowl. This man done this hundreds of times. Hundreds of times. But this one time cost his team, really did, a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Same game. Twice. One was a bad call and one was stupidity. You see? And they both cost the team a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and it can happen in your household. You can be blaming somebody. Somebody can make a bad thing and cause everybody else to suffer. Are you with me? Nothing to do with God. Don't be blaming him. You can't even blame yourself because you played hard. But it cost you because of somebody else. And their consequences caused you to suffer. Now hear me. Hear what I'm trying to teach you here today. It amazes me sometimes it just breaks my heart when I hear a young lady in a situation, I'm using ladies because you hear me ladies, and the young lady someplace she hasn't been, shouldn't be, should have been home, shouldn't have been there, she gets killed, she's got three or four kids, grandma. That person made a bad decision to go someplace that they shouldn't have been and it cost somebody else to have to raise a child. We don't want that in here. Make good decisions. Happens all the time since some of you don't. I live in a neighborhood where they just went berserk on the prices of houses. Just went crazy. And these, some of these, these people bought those, these houses during this crisis, and they paid all this money for these houses during the crisis, all right? Sky high. And now that that thing's coming back down, that house is not worth what they paid for it. Time and chances happen to all people. Timing. Are you with me? All right. Message says it this way. I took another walk around the neighborhood and realized that on this earth as it is, the race is not always to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor satisfaction to the wise. You can be very wise and not be satisfied. Some of the most wiser people are the most unsatisfied people. That's right. You see? Nor riches to the smart. There's a whole bunch of, you nor riches to the smart. It always amazes me that rich people get upset when they come to them and get on them about their taxes and they rich and they file bankruptcy. Now, rich people filing bankruptcy is different than us filing bankruptcy. When we filed bankruptcy, we rubbed. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, right. When, when they filed bankruptcy, they made a mistake. You see? But they riches didn't keep them from making a mistake. All right. He said, nor grace to the learned. Sooner or later, bad luck hits us all. Sooner or later, sometimes it's a tough break. It's just a tough break. 
Some other people don't do their jobs and it causes a tough break. This guy uh, always got his blood work done. And when he got it, gets his blood work done, then uh, they look, the doctor looks on his PSA, what it's up, and all of these kind of things to make sure that, that when they have it there, he, he gets there and, and the person's there talking to him. And uh, they can figure out what plan to use. Well, this particular time, somebody didn't do their job and the blood work was for sugar. He did with cancer. So when he went to the doctor, the doctor was upset because what's he gonna do? We don't know what his PSA is. We don't know what other, the blood count, white blood cells, blood, blood cells, because somebody made a mistake, didn't do their job, so not only does the person, him suffer, the doctor suffer. Who is that person? Tuesday. So they had to go through the whole process again, you know, and I'm excited and everything is good now because Sister Gwen went and she got with everybody, of course you know her, and she was not happy at all. And I'm excited because I'm feeling great and I'm, I'm fired up. PSA's doubled. We found that out Thursday. But guess what? I'm not the swiftest, not the strongest. Still here. Right. <laughs> right. right. And so did, I didn't get, now Gwen was upset. I didn't get upset because I understand folks make mistakes. But she was thinking about her husband and you know, when your PSA goes up, that means cancer cells are someplace in your body. Right. And so you know, I'm just chilling. So my doctor called me and told me, he says, we're not gonna do anything because you have no pain and everything. You see? Now Gwen's still not happy about that. They need to be doing something, something's wrong. But time and chance happen to all. That's how I live my life. That's right. But somebody else's mistake caused the doctor to have to get with people, cause my wife had to go off, <laughs> yeah, right? You see? But it's life. That's right. It's life. God had nothing to do with that. Man failed. That's right. Man failed. And when man failed, somebody else suffers the consequences. That's the part you need to get. When you fail, parents, when you fail, your children suffer the consequences. Amen. Grandchildren suffer the consequences. Spouse suffers the consequences because you failed. So we have to be very careful that we don't put people in this situation where time and chance happen to them when we could have made a better decision. When we could have made a better decision. All right? David tells us in the Psalms, chapter 34, verse 18, the NIV said, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Now, this is, let me tell you something. If you haven't been there yet, your heart will get broken. It is impossible. How many of you got families? Amen. Friends. That's right. Somebody will break your heart. That's right. You just know that. You see, but God 
That's what I, just that song, Hold On To God's Unchanging Hand. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in the spirit. He saves us to the crushed in the spirit. That's right. Life sometimes is going to cause you to be crushed in your spirit. Some of you all know what I'm talking about. You've lost loved ones. You've lost friends. You've lost people that you really, you maybe lost a job. You watch somebody suffer. And some of these, we, we have some people in here who have went through cancer and went through that. But guess who? They fight for it, but their spouses are crushed in their spirit because they feel so impotent because there's nothing they can do because my wife is dealing with breast cancer or my husband's dealing with cancer or such and such and such. And you get crushed in your spirit because when you love people and something happens to them, it crushes your That's spirit. Right. That's right. You see, one of the things that I tell people when, they, when someone gets sick and's in the hospital, I said, no, you need to call the person, that, the other person, because they got plenty of care in the hospital, but nobody's helping the person that has to deal with watching whomever they love go through something because it, it crushes their spirit. Am I doing all right? You see, I looked at some of you all's face when I talked about, here we go again, and when I mentioned me, it crushes your spirit. You're saying, why does pastor have to go through all of this? Well, some people's spirits crush it. Enough's enough. You see? My family gets tired of it, probably. They want some good news. Well, sometimes it doesn't come like you want it to come. And it'll crush your spirit. But guess what? God's unchanging hand. God's unchanging hand. You see? Keep going, please. The Passion said it this way. The Lord is close to all whose hearts are crushed by pain. And we've seen some stuff go on this week that's crushed some people's heart with pain. And most of you know, I mean, brother, our brother uh, lost his grandchild. I mean, come on. When you lose a grandchild, I mean, a 12-year-old, that's just, I don't care who you are, where you're at. It crushes your spirit, right. you know, but uh, the team, the praise team and the members are praying for it's Brother Logan, are praying for him and Sister Kim because that's, that's tough, tough. Nobody can explain these things in life, but God will be there for you. You see? Counselor will tell you, car wreck this week. She's sitting over there, she's smiling now. She wasn't smiling when she made that call. It was like, whoa. But guess what? God's unchanging hand called the car to be in a wreck, but not her. You understand what I'm saying? Are you with me? Our sister, Linda Robinson's in the hospital. Some stuff's got to work with on Monday and stuff like that. Somebody needs to come up and stand in prayer for her when the Isaacs come up. Things happen. I'm just trying to get you ready because things are going to happen. But God's unchanging hand is the only hand that you can, because sometimes, and some of you can say amen if you only know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you're crying on that pillow by yourself. You see? And you better know that God's hand mm-hmm. Amen. is unchanging. That's right. That's right. Amen. 
same God that took you to the little things. I love there's a song they saying that God is the same God on the mountain as he is in the valleys. You better learn that. Okay? It goes on to say, and he is always ready to restore the repentant one. Yes. Only us that know sin, he restored us because we repented. Y'all, you see, sometimes God has calmed my spirit down. There was a time when I would, Sister Gwen is, is very knowledgeable about medical terms and all that kind of stuff, and I'm not, but there was a time when all this stuff would have happened. Johnny would have asked them, what y'all doing? You get paid to do this. This is about my life we're dealing with. Y'all act like y'all don't care nothing about me up in here. Is it because I'm black? Come on, we come on, come on. We use anything we can. Come on, we use anything we can as accuser, and it happens, and we'll use anything we can to get leverage. You see what I'm saying? But God, thank God that I'm changed because I repented of that old man, and this new man is very calm and saying, God, I'm in your hands, whatever. I'm still in your hands. That's right. Do you see? The message says it this way. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If your heart is broken, and it's tough, when your heart's broken, God will be there. Somebody you love says they don't love you. Breaks your heart. God is there. He's there. And I know some of it, just about everybody's been in here, just been on one side or the other or both sides. We broke somebody's heart or somebody broke our heart. But God is there. God is there. They say the pastor does life lessons. Well, that's what we live in. Life. Heaven to take care of itself. I need help and confidence that you're going to hold my hand, Lord, when things go through. Okay? This version goes on to say, if you're kicked in the gut, he'll help you catch your breath. How many people have been kicked in the gut? You go to, yeah, Sister Evan, they don't, they, some of them don't get it. You sit in that chair, and they come in and tell you you got cancer. I don't care how much Holy Ghost you got. You get kicked in the gut. You see? When you get that telephone call, or one of your children is in trouble, or, or whatever, you get kicked in the gut. See, we need to quit preaching everything's always going to be all right. No, it ain't. It ain't never, there's always something going on. But God's unchanging hand will be there. All right? And finally, from the voice, it says, when someone is hurting or brokenhearted, the eternal moves in close and revives him in his pain. Is that right? When, when, when what happens? When someone is hurting or brokenhearted. God what? God moves in close and revives him or her of his pain. He does it for me. It works. I'm telling y'all. Yes. I'm telling y'all. I'm going into the doctor's office and they're looking at me like I'm lying. That's right. Going now, I'm like, I got today. I'm feeling good. That's God. That's right. That's right. That's God. That's right. 
It's God, people. It's God. Wait a minute. Show them point to me where I'm at up here. Okay. I got, okay, I got some more stuff. Y'all ready to hear? From the Amplified, Proverbs 18 and 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Who's the strong tower? The name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs to it and is safe and set on high, far above evil. God will put you above evil. Some people are running the wrong direction. Run to God. His tower. And he'll put you above evil. That's right. I love this next one. Come on. The Passion says, the character of God is a tower of strength. And that's the what of God? Character of God. Is what? A tower of strength. Whose character do you have? So you mean you are what? A tower of strength. You're a tower of strength. That's right. No matter what happens, we deal with it. Because we are like the tower of God. We have his character and we have the strength to be able to go through what we have to go through, even the unpleasant times. That's right. That's we right. have to do that. You see? All right. It goes on to say, for the lovers of God delight to run into his heart and be exalted on high. And see, I run into his heart and I'm exalted on high because His unchanging hand lifts me above my situations and circumstances. You understand what I'm saying? Don't wait till you get the worst thing to be as an unprepared person in a prepared place. Isaac was telling you all, this is a place where you get prepared to deal with it because whether you like it or not, there's going to be some good, yes, but there's going to be some bad for all of us. That's right. You don't get away from it. You don't get checked out and everything's good. That's a lie they're telling you. You all the time. It's going to be all right. No, it ain't. But sometimes it ain't going to be all right. That's right. You know what I'm talking about, Brother Roderick? Sometimes it ain't going to be all right. And we walk around here, no, it's not going to be all right all the time, but there is a place you can go when it's not all right. right. You see? And then sometimes you have to have character. Character is what a person's in the dark. You see? You all probably can't believe this, but I'm a bigger clown at home than I am here. I love, I love, I'm going to ignore that. I love life. You see, I walk around harassing the puppies, harassing my wife. Isaac comes over harassing him because I love life because that's the only thing I got on this plane. And if, if life, hey, wait a minute. It's got to be really something in heaven because I'm really enjoying myself on earth. Do you all hear me? All right. And the reason Pastor Fields can deal with the situation and circumstances that he's dealing with, and it doesn't bother me, that's true. You can ask God, he'll tell you, is because of his character is in me. See? All right. In Jude chapter 1, verse 24 to 25, it says, the message tells us, and now to him who can keep you on your feet. Because sometimes you feel like falling down. Amen? Amen. Sometimes you get hit hard and you'll, you ever get hit right in the mouth with a situation? I'm not talking physically, but something that just like takes you to your knees. Right. But guess who? He can keep you on your feet. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. The 
compassion says now to the one with enough power to prevent you from stumbling into sin. And some of these people that's in addictions will tell you that it takes the power of God to present them to stumbling back into the sin that God brought them out of. And they will tell you it's one day at a time, one step at a time. That's what they will tell you because they tell you, they understand that they are cured, but they, excuse me, let me do it this way. They are saved, but not saved. I love people in recovery because they got it one day at a time. That's right. Read that again, please, for me. Now to the one with enough power to prevent you from stumbling into sin. Because it's easy to stumble into sin. Because you, you know, because we want to say some things that's not Christian-like when we go to the doctor's office and they you haven't know. done the things that they're supposed to be doing. They ain't done their job, and we want to stumble into sin and speak in tongues. Keep going, please. Again, he will keep you on your feet, standing tall in his bright presence, fresh and celebrating. You can stand tall. We stand tall, Christ Dippenhoff. No matter what our situation is, we stand tall. We're taught better. And we celebrate. No matter what it is, if you're going through something, there's two things. God has you to go through it, so sometimes you can minister to other people, right. and you can show them God's character in you. And right. when they go through it, they will understand, I can do what Evelyn or Lana, I'm talking to people that have bread cancer in here, and these others has dealt with this, and Pastor Fields and some of the others in here, saying God. That's right. Right. You know what hurts me as a pastor? Some of you look at me and you're feeling good. But when it happens, remember this. That's right. Remember this. You get that telephone call, you better remember this. All right? Again, we will be fresh and celebrating to our one God, our only Savior, through Jesus Christ, our master, be glory, majesty, strength, and rule before all time and now and to the end of all time. Same God. Isaac, there's a black book on my desk in my office. Did you bring it to me? You see, there, there's this saying, no matter what, that's who he is. That's right. That's who he is. That's right. All right. And finally, from the voice, now to the one. I love this. Let me do this. And now to the one who can keep you upright. And now to the one who can keep you upright. That's right. And now to the one who can keep you upright. All right. And plant you firmly in his presence. And plant you what? Firmly, firmly in his presence. In his presence. Clean. What? Clean. Clean. Thank you. Unmarked. Unmarked. And joyful in the light of his glory. Joyful in the light of what? His glory. Whose glory? His glory. Whose glory? His glory. There you go. All right. To the one and only God, our Savior. The, to the one and only God, whose Savior? My Savior. Take it personal. All right. Through Jesus the anointed. Through Jesus Our Lord. Be glory and greatness and might and authority just as it is has been since before he created time. May it continue now and into eternity. Amen. 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 Yeah. A few, few years ago, about 30 years ago, someone uh, gave me a book. 
sorority and beyond. Sometimes we need to uh, pass it on to someone else so that they, that's what their ministry is. Brother DJ, that's what their ministry is. And so we, we don't become, and uh, this was given to me 30 years ago. It's giving it to you now. Your, your ministry, don't forget your ministry because things will distract you. Ambition will distract you from your ministry. The people need you. That's it. God good?